Um, audio is rolling, video is rolling. Over to you, right? All right. Good day, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of our podcast, live from Bright's Lens. Now, on this special episode, I have two wonderful and great men with me, who I will be sharing the next couple of episodes with. And the first person on my panel list is a very great project manager, PMP certified project manager, uh, the money man himself. I'll just I'll just let him introduce himself. The person of Adelike Olufufu. <clears throat> All right. Uh, I I struggle to introduce myself. I wish you'd just continue. It was sitting me. It was sitting me. It's better for you to introduce yourself because okay. Um, a, a lot of times when you introduce people, it tends to linger into flattery, and you begin to think, okay, but this person is great. But me saying all these great things about this because person makes it look like I'm overdoing it. So yeah. yeah. But but also well maybe for me. I've realized that I think I, I like it when other people in quotes blow my trumpet because oh. I I naturally have the tendency to understate myself. Okay. It's, it's it's terrible, I know. But it's also good for me because I'm also very great. So <laughs> and and when I decide to do it, I mean I'm a rapper, so when I decide to do it, I can't overdo it. Okay, so about myself, who am I? I'm a project manager, PMP certified, um, I have a background in mechanical engineering. I'm currently studying global business management. Uh, I've had some business and some experience in business, um, the real estate sector, the Greek sector, little here, little there. I've had some experience doing some online um, business as an event consultant for <coughs> international data processing companies for um, iGaming companies as well, and for various various companies in different sectors so um, in a nutshell that that's who i am i'm a son to son to <laughs> son to two brother to son <laughs> oh my god all right yeah 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 so that's that's just basically who he is i know i know the whole um, portfolio might make you guys think we are going on on the topic that is going to be heavy but it's heavy but not that heavy so <laughs> um just in line with that i would like to introduce the second great person on my panel. These two guys have been my very good friend for a couple of years now, and these are men that um, have been in my circle, who has kept that circle going, who has acted as um, they've always been acting like the way you call it, they've been my pillars and stuff. These are men that I learned from. Man, I should start charging this guy. That um, <laughs> I should charge you for. These are men that I learned from. These are men that I try to model some factions of my life after. So the next person on my panel is um, Olado Kwalajide. Is a Scrum Master. For those of you that don't know what Scrum Master is, uh, before I start overshooting, I know if I start this one, I overdo it. He's a Scrum Master. He's a digital marketer. He's a project manager. Is is an all-round engineer. Is a businessman. Is an astute businessman. So I'll just let him introduce himself in full. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm I'm just flattered by your your very great um, introduction. So I think I'll first start with this. My name is Olajide Oladukun, a disciple. 
I would regard myself as a servant leader. I'm always learning, lifelong learner as well. Um, the opportunity I've had in interacting with people and um, knowledge has just helped me realize that sometimes the more we know, the more we realize that we do not know. So I'm just here to just learn from these two great men and also share <laughs> the lessons oh. that I have. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. Don't be deceived by the cool, the oh, middle, oh, and, oh, and the light words. This, this guy is even like, is like the cream of the cream when it comes to, <laughs> when it comes to, when it comes to great men, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to mentorship, counseling, um, think of anything. A John C. Maxwell certified leader. A John C. Leader. Maxwell certified leader. And he just came on the show and he just sounded like a great leader. <laughs> wow, a genius working among mere mortal men. Wow. <laughs> so let's let's just be done with the introduction already because I I feel intimidated <laughs> even hosting this this podcast in the first place. So today's topic is, as always, my topics are always controversial. I've had a conversation with somebody that. For that lasted over 10 minutes on just why I decided to choose this topic. Well, I decided to choose this topic because it's just the way I was led to do this whole podcast series. Podcast series. So, today's topic is why wine gets better with time and milk goes sour. And we'll be talking about topic around being a better man developing yourself as a man. So I just like to get straight to it. Uh, my first question to you guys would be what is your understanding of masculinity? To you, who is a man? To you, what should be the portrait of a man? To you, how, 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 how do you feel a man should look like? What do you feel a man should appear like to both himself friends and family and to the world at large I, I think I should just start from King Solomon himself the king himself the king himself sir <laughs> thank you so much I, I was told that I'll need to speak a little louder for the purpose of the recording ideally I would not want to speak at this particular frequency or pitch but Perfect. well we would have to get this going and even at that um, <clears throat> so who is a man to me is, is as though I'm asking myself, who am I? Who well, I'm coming to give a a word of encouragement to people out there. Like, who are you as a man? First of all, I, I want us to start with the basics. First of all, I know that we are all humans, quite right. One of the things that really um, distinguishes one from another is the perspective to which we see responsibilities. The perspective to which we see how well should we... Um, face life, how well should we come with the perception of handling life? Sometimes we possibly think that life happens to us and we we at this detriment of stating that men should not cry. First off, like I would say, a man is a human being. Number one, a man has, just the way we have this equal attention both for our emotions and as a soul, a man also has his will, a man has his emotions. Quite right. So a man is not defined by the responsibilities. No, not at all. A man is first defined by the fact that who exactly, who are you primarily? You're a human being 
I would put it at that. You're a human being, first off. Now, the distinction between the masculinity, one way or the other, comes not because we choose it, but the society has somewhat put this this cliche upon us that as a man, you know, you're meant to be there for your sisters. You're not meant to cry. You know, you're meant to stand in the gap on behalf of people and take all on the weaknesses of the world. And meanwhile, they make us realize that our strengths, you know, it's your right for you to establish your strengths. It's your right for you to use your strengths to defend people. So that when we even have weaknesses, it becomes a challenge for us to exactly display how well we feel. And sometimes, even what some people will call weaknesses, actually strengths in a particular light or in a particular direction. So, I'm a man, I'm a human being, I have my emotions and I have the right to express my emotions. Now, how well I choose to express my emotions has somewhat over the years be distorted by the societal expectations or even before societal expectations. I think it was actually thrusted on the family expectations that we have for the male child. The, the society one way or the other is made up of, of course, units of families left, right and center. So when people look at me or look at you as a man and ask you that, oh, whatever you're doing makes you less of a man, that is entirely wrong. So sometimes to even get to that point of who am I as a man, sometimes we need to first talk about who you are not as a man. Oh, that's, that's, that's quite very deep. Like, like I expected, when you start the show with King Solomon, what do you expect? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I guess the only thing you can expect is wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in, in knowing who you are as a man, the summary is you need to know what you are not. As a man, like a man is not a coward. A man is not um, is not a deceitful person. A man is not someone that runs away from a battle. I know, I know, this whole picture I'm painting is like are they on a cacao for in the Yoruba folk tales. But a, a man should be somebody that can stand in gap. A man should be somebody that is strong enough even if it is not because it, the problem with the world now the world definition of a man is we tend to forget that a man the word strength in itself does not is not only physical strength there are different forms of strength so we've um, we've streamlined the word strength to just physical strength the fact that you must be able to bench press 50 kg and stuff that if you cannot bench press 50 kg or a little incident I, I had growing up where I I told some guys that I could not um, lift water on my head and they were like are you really a man why would you say such a thing now there's, there's this societal expectation where they expect you to be physically strong now there's no taking away the fact that you need physical strength. But the only strength needed by a man is not just physical strength. You need the spiritual strength. Too. Mm. You need the mental strength. You need the psychological strength. You need the physiological strength. You also need emotional strength. The emotional strength. Like yes. You need all the strength to mm. be a man. So, like King Solomon just said, to be a man, you need to know what you are not. As a man, that's a very good thing. Now, to you, um, 
PM Piolu Fifun. <laughs> Just forgive, forgive my titles and appellations, but Mr. Fifun, yeah. what is your understanding of a man? Who is a man to you? What 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 are the characteristics of a man? What do you think masculinity entails to you? Wow. <clears throat> okay. Um I'm looking for a blank page. If you can help me find a blank page, I know there's a couple of blank pages there. Okay. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Um, all right. So masculinity. Um, it goes. It should go without saying. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> it should go without saying. Right. That um, a man is made in the image of God. A controversial saying in the 21st century. A really controversial saying in the 21st century. That a man is made in the image of God. Um, now, I, I did some studies. I asked myself two pertinent questions. Sometime in 2016, 2017, 2018. Two major questions. And I will mention one of the questions. I won't say what the second question is. Uh, to protect the identity of, <laughs> of those involved. <laughs> the first question was, what does a healthy relationship look like? And... That question, when I ask myself questions, much in the same way I write, I I process a lot of things subconsciously for a long time, such that by the time I arrive at the answer, I probably don't know in quotes that I, I didn't consciously arrive at the answer. I've been thinking about it. So since it's at the back of my mind, it's like just like that background software processing the question. And by the time I asked myself the second question, I began to understand some things about the answer to the first now, I, I, I did a lot of study, a lot of understand, I'm, I'm, I'm study research in trying to understand myself as a man and also trying to understand the world around me, also trying to understand the dynamic in the relationship between men and women, why things are the way they are, how things have been, and how things should be. Um, one of the materials I came across that has been instrumental in shaping my thinking about masculinity was a book called The Way of Men by Jack Donovan. It's probably the most succinct and the most apt treatise, I would say, of masculinity. <clears throat> and in, in that in that work, he posited that Jack Donovan is not some old timer philosopher; he's mm-hmm. a man Regular living among us. You know, <laughs> I don't know if he's fifty yet. Yeah, you know. So in, in it, he posited something. He said, "Now, where we're coming from historically." We, live, we come from a world where we had small tribes. A few men and women come together, form a community, form a society, try to protect each other against the elements, protect each other against maybe um, agg- ag- aggressors, mm-hmm. wildlife, trying to fend for each for other. Each other. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's the, the beginning of what we call society. And, and in it, he posited that masculinity had to do with that tribe. That's he said the way of the way of men, men. is the way of the gang. Hmm. It's the way of the tribe. It's about the bond of brothers. So masculinity essentially, and when he said this, I, I don't just say it because somebody said it. So mm-hmm. I, I'm saying it because to a very great extent, maybe 90 something percent, I agree with those thoughts. Masculinity is about fundamentally about what men need from each other. Hmm. That's deep. And whatever we call social or societal constructs, 
come from these these ancient ideas. Unfortunately, we are not really primed in this day and age to think in intellectual nuance. What that means is we are not we are not primed to think about things beyond the black and white surface. So if you say, for example, that you know it's, it's normal, it's something like men are stronger than women. That's a general statement. Definitely, not every man is stronger, stronger than, than every, every woman. woman. So sure. if you come and say, no, men are not stronger than women. I know my uh, my mother did this. My mother did that. I'm like, calm, calm down. down. <laughs> okay, calm it's down. Not, we're not in the coven yet. We're not, <laughs> we're not fighting yet. You understand? Yeah. You know. So because people lack that intellectual nuance and being able to distinguish these things, um, we have we have we have kind of accepted a caricaturized definition of masculinity, where we boil down masculinity to statements like men don't cry or real men don't cry without trying to understand the real attitudes behind those statements do men cry maybe yes maybe no the question is why the question is how the question is when where. the question is when mm-hmm. you know someone asked a question on our on our status one day and said um something about whether men cry or something and then we got discussing and then eventually we got to a point where she said, okay, maybe the real question should be, what can make a man cry? Okay. Mm. So the, 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 the I'm, I'm talking about this cry because it's probably one of the most well-talked about um, societal discussions today. When it comes to masculinity. When it comes to masculinity, yeah, yeah, men yeah. don't express themselves, yeah. men are not vulnerable. The issue is not whether men cry or not. The issue is whether, what should and what can make what a man, man cry. cry. Should a man cry when his lollipop drops? Yes. You know. And and that's compared to what makes women cry. Yeah. <laughs> flat flat, <laughs> like flat, flat, out, like, flat yeah. out anything can make a woman cry. She, yeah. A woman can cry for any reason. And it's understandable and it's accepted by everybody. Mm-hmm. We know that um, on some spectrum, women are the more expressive and more emotional creatures compared to men. And on some other spectrum too, <laughs> men's expression of emotion is just yeah. so weird to women. Mm-hmm. They can't understand why you are you are excited so, about twenty two grown men, <laughs> twenty two grown men chasing one leather ball up and They can't understand. They can't understand. And you guys, if you say you are the more you rational, the more rational So I've gone on a very long tangent yeah. to say that masculinity about what men need from other men. In in and I'll, I'll it, it boiled it down to four elements which I think is very instructive. When we're together, I need to be sure that I'm safe. Security. And I need to be sure that I'm secure. I need mm-hmm. to be sure that you have my back. I need to be sure that if anybody stops us on the street, if I'm sure I can throw a punch, I'm also sure that you can throw a, an equally solid punch. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. if, I, if, if, if I'm going down, I need to be sure that you can step in mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So he talked about four things. He talked about strength, Courage, mastery, and honor. And sincerely, I've not, I've, I'm yet to come across a, a better, better model, mm-hmm. a better model mm-hmm. of the core tenets, so to speak, of masculinity. Strength, strength, physical strength. Physical strength. Can you lift mm-hmm. heavy stuff? Yeah. If there's a need for, you know, if there's a need for us to, to pull generator. Now, you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, you, know, you know, one of the major issues we have now is that we think about history as if History and everything we have today. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we're thinking about 
five, when we think about 500, 1,000 years ago, we're not really thinking about it objectively. objectively. We don't have the model to really think about it objectively. Sure, sure. Most people don't know how to imagine a world without electricity. Yes. Most sure. people don't know how to imagine a world without, you know, without the yes, mobile phones. Mm-hmm. Even though some 20 years ago, when we were in maybe primary school, you could have imagined it. But even now, it's so distant. And I can imagine the kids growing up today, they're going to be so disconnected from the rest of history because the way things have turned in the last 10, 20 years. So strength. Can can you lift heavy stuff? Can you do stuff? Physical strength. Um, in a way, you could also model these things in intellectual. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. So strength, courage. Like if... If you see spider, <laughs> you know. Now, not not. Yeah, you definitely. Yeah, I, was, I was just. I was just being naughty. If if there's a dangerous situation, yeah, can I trust that, you know, the men around me will react to that situation with courage? If they are aggressors, are you sure that these guys will not disappear? Mm-hmm. Uh, mastery. A man should be the master of his world, uh, uh, the master rather mm-hmm. of his world. Now, I I was telling my baby yesterday that look the truth about men is every man just wants to do what they are good at sure every man wants to do what they are a master of sure and the, the, the thing is this for you to be a master of anything for you to be competent at anything you have to first of all be incompetent for a long time sure at anything mm-hmm. at anything so that's that's I guess if we're talking to young men, uh, that's probably one place where we would say, um, encompassing every other thing, if you think you're not strong enough or you're not as strong as you want to be, it's, it's not a problem. Can Just be ready, ready to work at mm-hmm. it. Be ready to develop that mastery. If you think, oh, there's this particular skill I have. I have it on a scale of 1 to 10. I just have it on a 2 or 3 right now. Don't give up on that skill. Mm-hmm. Don't give up on that, that that development. And that's, for me, one thing I've learned about, you know, being a man is that that self-development is key. It's critical. It's very critical. It's very important. Don't don't feel like, oh, um, because I don't know how to do this thing well, I just give up. Keep at it. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. If, if There are certain things I don't I feel like I don't excel in. I don't do well in. And from time to time, I get tempted to give up on them. Um, you know, maybe they attract some funny remarks from people. <laughs> I don't like being made, being made fun of. But just keep working at it because it is practice that makes perfection or that makes progress to a point where you can feel like you are, you, you are a master of something. And the last one is honor. Every, you know, every contemporary male knows this. You know, the bro code. You know, you need to be sure... You need to be sure that your guys can cover for you. You need to be sure that while we are protecting each other against external aggression, mm-hmm. we are not also aggress- mm-hmm. we are not aggressive against each other. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you can be sure that your word is your bond. When you say X, you mean it. You mean what you said. You said what you meant. And then, uh, uh, in a way, we can develop that kind of blockchain. <laughs> a blockchain <laughs> in the community, you know. Mm-hmm. I can trust that and, and you know something about oh no, especially when it comes to word. I can if I can trust you, when you make a mistake, I I can it's more easy easily you. give you the benefit mm-hmm. of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bright said it was going to be at this place by eight o'clock. Yeah, I get to that place by eight o'clock and I don't see Bright. 
if Bright has a consistent track record of keeping his word, you know, I can rely on that, the honor of his word and say, something must have happened, something must have gone wrong for Bright not to be here by 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So, you know, strength, mastery, courage, honor, those four things, sincerely, they are things that every man needs from other men around him. And they are things that, if you look at it carefully, every societal or social construct that has to do with men and masculinity seems to, you know, um, um, intersect in these four points. That's, 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 that's very, that's very strong, precise, and on point. Uh... I won't. I won't give you the benefit of doubt of getting a breather because I will start. The next question. I will start with you. Uh, the next question will be like a sequel to the first question. Beautiful, beautiful. And the question will be to you: What differentiates a man from a woman? Now, I, I have the saying. I have the saying that I, I, or a line I normally follow. I'll be like, um, it is just nature. Men. We are designed by God, the best engineer I've ever seen. Men were designed by God to be more logical, while women were designed by God to be more emotional. Yeah. Now, the problem is, people take this statement out of context in the sense that when I say men are more logical, I don't mean men are not emotional. <laughs> we are, I wouldn't want to use, we are emotional twats. <laughs> men, we are very. Emotional. I actually read a tweet, I read a tweet that said, if men. Uh, if 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 men were more more rational and less romantic, women would be as in they'll be in trouble. They'll be in trouble. They'll be in real trouble. <laughs> so 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 as I, I, okay. So as I was saying, I have the saying that men are more logical, while women are more emotional. Now it doesn't take out the fact that women are logical too, and it doesn't take away the fact that men are emotional too. So. Um, that is just my basic understanding of the difference between a man and a woman. But the difference between a man and a woman goes beyond the construct of emotional and logical. Because the problem with the problem I have with the new era, and the problem I have with okay, I must say this: the problem I have with feminism <laughs> is, the, is the fact that. Whenever femi- feminist or the old feminism movement or the old feminist movement, as the case may be, whenever they try to drive their vehicle, they neglect the fact that biologically, men and women are two different entities. Like, that we have different hormones, <coughs> we have different makeups. Yep. And we have different construction. We have different engineering. Mm-hmm. Now, basically, when you listen to a feminist or the feminism movement making some points that, if you're not careful, you would almost be led to believe that they actually mean well. Because I believe every feminist movement stands against the word of God. And anything that stands against the word of God for me, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm no past to it. Is the fact that they are too caught up in their emotions when they are making this point. They don't sit down to analyze who they are. Mm. I feel there's a lot of women empowerment out there that all they do, just do is they fire up women. And that is why I hate motivational speaker. They fire up women. <laughs> they make them believe in themselves. And in the sub two art of not giving a fuck, 
it was it was boldly stated in that book that we are in an era where everybody just wants to tell you you are great you can do yes yeah, you are unique participation tr- yes. trophy participation <laughs> trophy like yes you are unique but if you say everybody is unique then nobody then there's unique. no uniqueness so that is just the whole problem with the feminism movement all they do is fire women up they don't even allow these women understand themselves mm. they don't let these women know who they really are they don't let these women harness their energy yeah. they don't let these women use their strength to the betterment of humanity yeah because like nikola, nikola tesla rightly predicts feminism will take over after a point the society will go into chaos and then we will realize that your feminism nonsense is nothing Mm. Now, a lot of people will cancel me and say I'm a misogynist. Glory to God. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact remains that men and women need to know who they are. Mm. They need to understand themselves mm-hmm. before they can get the best out of themselves. Yeah. Now, getting the best out of themselves does not limit to only career-wise. That is the problem that the old feminism movement preaches. Yeah. It's not limited to what you can achieve on your career line, even beyond your career line, even in other aspects of life. The feminist movement blocks every other thing. Like it's just the men are trying to cage you. The men don't want you to drive Range Rover. This and that and that. So the <laughs> the, 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 the old movement don't allow women understand who they are. The old women, the old movement don't allow women know that they are actually. The most integral part of the society, yeah. And the society will crumble if they keep going on this path. The society would crumble if women are being taught that the place of family is not important in society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where the feminist coven is okay. Sorry, I, I, let me stop using the word feminist coven. There's <laughs> nice without you. Feminist coven, and it almost sounds like I'm attacking them. But the old feminist movement now makes it seem like. It is okay for children to grow up with without their fathers. It is okay for for women to have children outside marriage. Mm-hmm. It is okay for for the children to spend split days between their fathers Father, and their mothers. Mother. Like even even the society is now encouraging divorce. Mm-hmm. The society is rewarding women for leaving their husband. Like everything that is against no against. The norm of the family. Family. The norm of the essence of a family. Yeah. Trying to disrupt that first institution, which is the family. Mm-hmm. Because without the family, that is why we have many dysfunctional men and women now. Because nobody cares about the family. Yeah. Your father can be in Kutonu and your your mother is in US. You can spend a week in US, come back to Nigeria, and fathers are everly absent in the family. Mm. And this is be- beginning to 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 create a pattern that we all see as a norm. Everybody now sees it as a norm. As a norm. Yeah. You would hear things like men have men men have uh, men are not being judged for having sex indiscriminately. So Why can't I have, have sex indiscriminately? indiscriminately? Like I know I, I, I know if I should go on, I'm just supposed to host this show and just ask questions. <laughs> I know if I should go on, I would I would spend over 20 minutes on this myself. So oh my. I want to ask the both of you. <laughs> just after our looking phone, I would jump straight to GD. Okay. So I wouldn't want to chip in again. So 
what differentiates a man from a woman? What 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 is the the, the, the differentiating factor of a man and a woman and how are they supposed to complement each other how are they supposed to support each other in a family system in a society system in any form of system because I, I, I trust I trust that God that created this system understood mm-hmm. and understand mm-hmm. and is just watching yeah. he understands why he did it so you trying to write the script I know I'll get into the BDSM movement another day, the LBGT another day. But for you, it's a BDSM movement. But, but, almost. But, 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 today we are focusing on men and women. Yeah. Like, what do you understand by what is the differences? For okay. You? Uh, first of all, I believe that. You can find purpose in design. That's one of the first places you find purpose in design. And any 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 ideology, any theology, any whateverology <laughs> that 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 tries to exclude or tries to downplay the importance of the difference in biological design between men and women is doomed from the start. It's it's a faulty it's a non-existent foundation. Because the foundation built on irreality, if you can, if you can put it like that, or, or, or on is a foundation built on a farce. The first thing that differentiates men and women is biology, and biology is a pointer to uh, um, to purpose, to function. Form is a is a pointer to function. Design is a function is a is a pointer to purpose. So the first thing that differentiates men and women. Is biology. You want to speak um, about the reproduction. Men have the penis. Is it penis or penis? It depends on. I guess it depends on who's saying it. It depends on men. Men have the penis. Um, you know, the scrotum, the testicles, all that. Um, women have the vagina. You know, men don't have breasts as it were. Women have rounded, formed breasts. Look at the, the structure. Usually, you see men with the V shape, women with the hourglass. That's if they have the hourglass. Okay, <laughs> you know. But the 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 um, would I say, you know, shoulder, waist, hip ratio, and all of that. And one fundamental purpose of this difference in design. Is number one to show to show to show that you know it's is like is like the binary system. One we talk about zero. one and zero. Mm-hmm. One cannot say zero, I don't need you. And zero cannot say one, I don't need you if they want to progress, if they really want to be a system. So the truth is this: man cannot say I don't need woman. Woman cannot say I don't need man. They can say it. Now, don't, when you say they can't say, some people are just super literal. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just like to. You like to. It's better for you to debunk. Yeah, let me just from the start. Yeah, yeah. They can say it, but it's not going to make it true. They can say it, but it's not going to make them function a functional system. So you can have a man saying, um, you know, I, I can live life all alone. I don't need women. Um, you can have women saying, I don't need men. After all, I have my this, I have my that, I have my this, I have my that. But. 
like like we will see on your deathbed in quotes uh, it's, it's a metaphor so. <laughs> <laughs> very few people have really dead beds dead bed experience but on your deathbed in quotes what is going to matter to you at that moment mm-hmm. is not your career mm. it's not your money it's not whether you were topping the forms list or bottoming it it's your life in terms of the people in your life Hmm. What what is going to matter to us when we are staring death in the face, so to speak, is our relationships. Who did you touch? Who did you impact? And the first place that starts from is the family. Hmm. You know, um, there's a there's a whole lot more that can be said there. Now, one of, so the 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 first reason for that difference is to show that man and woman are supposed to come together to form a system. To form a functional system, that's and you can already see that there's a there's a need for a complementarity in the sense that a man cannot. It's just that we live in a stupid world. <laughs> where where clown there's, world where there's a, a vegetarian fish clown world <laughs> fish that non 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 animal meat non protein egg. Now a man. By original design, please. Listener, listener, <laughs> listener, <laughs> man, discretion is advice. Listener, discretion is advice. A man cannot give birth to a child. Yeah. Hmm. That's so deep. A man bears the seed. The woman is like the earth. The man plants, plants the seed. seed. Mm-hmm. The woman nurtures it and gives birth the seed. So that, that's actually a pointer to the fact that one of the things in nature that man, men are to do is to create value. Our women are to preserve and multiply value. value. Mm-hmm. And when you find a, a functional system, when you find, like I said, that question, what makes a healthy relationship? When you find a functional relationship, you find out that the man is producing value. Not to say, like some people, now people f- fail to understand that complementarity does not mean that um, it absorbs the other does not, Yes. Of the so when, I, when, I, when you say a, a, a woman multiplies value or adds value or preserves value, it doesn't mean she doesn't create Creates value. value herself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean she doesn't create value herself. It's that in, in the, in the would I say, structure or process or timeline, things start from the man and when the woman picks it up, it she moves. takes it to another level. Mm-hmm. So, that's, that's, one, that's one function. Another, another function of the, the difference is really to show God's image on earth. Talking about God made man in his image, male and female created he them. So it's not just man that's made in the image of God. It's man and woman, male and female man that are actually made in that image of God, showing as it were different aspects of of God. Such that when we come together, we are able to hopefully as 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 God intends more fully express and understand the nature of God by walking with one another. So, I, I, I believe in a, in a place and in a case where men and women properly understand their, their roles, understand their, you know, understand their, their, their function, even if it's just from the little, little um, um, thing I've given now about form and design, mm-hmm. understanding that the man should lead and the woman should follow. And any other thing 
that happens that is different from this is outside of God's plan. It's outside of nature's plan. Is bound to end in disaster. Another thing I would say, I came across a, 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 a law. I think I hope I will just wrap this up so I can pass it on. Um, <laughs> that sounded like <laughs> like a weird joke. <laughs> wow. So the second thing I was going to say is that the natural function of the woman as a nurturer, something that is being kind of de-emphasized mm-hmm. these days, is is something that is that is hopefully if more women understand it, they would enjoy their lives better. If more women understand it, they will enjoy their lives better. I, I was saying that I came across a law called Brefold's Law that talked about the fact that in the animal kingdom, animal in quotes, including humans, the woman or the female is the one that determines the state of the family. Hmm. And over the years, I've had my mom say this thing over and over and over. And it's over in the again. Bible, it's in Proverbs. They say a woman, a wise woman builds a, 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 a home, mm-hmm. a foolish mm-hmm. woman tears it down. Mm-hmm. You know, this. You know, every time we say it's funny how every time we say this, we have to start thinking about the people that are going to say yes. But it it is what it is. (laughs) Now, here's the here's the thing: a family cannot happen without a woman. It cannot because because she's she's the vessel. A family and sincerely, there's a spiritual component to it, such that even some levels of progress in a family cannot happen if the wife does not consent to it. Sure. Sure. Can, so, there, there, there is, if women understand that, honestly, by nature, their, their, their domain, where they will find fulfillment, where they will find purpose, is, first of all, the home front. They will be ready to conquer the world. I think women are being deceived to think that there is some greater purpose outside of the home, outside of the family that they should pursue and aspire to that um, some fulfillment that they cannot get from their families. I wouldn't begrudge any woman who says she wants to work outside the home. But I would always say that at the very least, it should never be to the detriment of your family. It should never be to the detriment of your time spent with your children. Yes, technology has afforded us. We, we can't pretend that we are still in a society where the women, woman has to be at home all the time. No, we, we can't. We will just be deceiving ourselves. But at the same time, we cannot also deny ourselves the fact that even though, especially because technology has made some things easier, the the impact of the presence or the absence of both men and women in the family is going to, is is more pronounced now. Sure. So, if if there's any message I will have, not just to women, of course, we, we talk about this every time, for the men as well, we see little boys today that there was one we saw today. Just, just today. everything. The female, fem, female thing. Mm-hmm. Talking like a girl, mm-hmm. acting like a girl. Mm-hmm. He wants to play with toys, playing with Barbie, dragging Barbie with girls. Very soon they will say they want to change his sex. Very soon they say they want to change his gender. <laughs> they, they, they want to change his gender. You know, all these crazy things. Yeah. And it's usually because there is an absence. If there is an absence of either the male figure or the female figure, it leads to dysfunctional, you know, uh, uh, personalities coming up. Thank you. Okay, so <clears throat> I would I, I want to come from this perspective and, and I realize that 
what I'm possibly might say might might slightly valve, but a little deeper. One difference between or the differences between a man and a woman. Am I permitted to read the Bible about? Sure, 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 ah, sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> it was it, it was in the podcast description. It's going to be a little bit spiritual. <laughs> it's going to be a mix of everything because I'm a Christian and I'm not. Genesis. I'm not ashamed of that. Yes, Genesis chapter nine. Uh, let's let's look at from verse one. I want to highlight a few things that if we if we're able to tell this, we we'll realize that it's far beyond the blessing. Mm. N- now. When this statement of what a man can do, a woman can do better. What happened was that there was there was a psychological exchange where men felt like, okay, maybe you can do what you want to do better. Okay, come and do what you are doing so that we'll do what you're doing. Mm. And there was an imbalance. Mm. Transposition. Mm. So you almost <laughs> felt like men gave women the permission to come and fulfill their roles and men were trying to fulfill the roles of women. And there was that imbalance. If mm. we look through and trace it through over time, but meanwhile, um, you know, in the beginning, Genesis 1 and 2, God gave them the instructions, replenish, fill the earth. Gave the instruction, to, of course, to Adam, but Adam was with Eve. We didn't entirely tell, but looking at Noah again, he said, God blessed Noah and his sons in Genesis 9. He said, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth. Every living creature, birds, animals, fish, will fall under your spell and be afraid of you. You are responsible for them. Hmm. All living creatures are yours for food. As I give you the plants, now I give you ev- everything else. Except for meat with its live blood still in it, don't eat that. Now, we would possibly realize that we think that this prosper, reproduce, fill the earth is for sure of note. There are more of instructions than it, think, than it is that we think that we're just meant to be at a comfort zone. Mm. It's an instruction. To prosper is not that you would have millions or billions of dollars in your account. It's an instruction. There, there, were, no, there were no currencies stated here. As a matter of fact, the currency is the least form of wealth. Yep. To reproduce is not a function of the woman alone herself doesn't carry the seed. Mm-hmm. It's the man's responsibility to 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 incubate that particular seed for a period of time. To fill the earth is not so much about let's just have many children, but there's a purpose why. Because of course there are certain parts of the earth that have not yet been taken possession of or taken territory over. Now, if you look carefully, one of the functions, one major function of a man is to intercede with God in terms of vision and covenant. I am yet to see. I am yet to see where it was written in the Bible. I am yet to see mm-hmm. where God had the covenant with the woman. <laughs> this is this is a very controversial territory to go into. I am but I love see. it. And, and not because women cannot possibly stand in that particular God, but it is what God has ordained for them. Let's look through. I am yet to see a woman that had an encounter with God and she built an altar. They try to reason now. Oh, I know. If Bishop Tokam, I know. <laughs> if you build, as Bishop not Tokam, no, 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 I don't. I try to reason now. I try to flip through Bible from my mind. I don't. I don't see I'm yet to see. And when we say that, let's sit down together. Of course, I I really appreciate this. Um, the strength, the honor. I remember this movie, Men of Honor. Of, of course, there was there were certain issues that possibly came up. Now, um, I, I realized that for that man of honor, the, the main character, there's there's a particular statement that says a son never forgets. Quite right, but there were certain legacies and principles that his father taught him. Of course, backed up by his mother. But 
what you are meant to do, that's responsibility. So I am responsible for them. But before I am responsible for them, I must be I must be wielded or I must be anchored with certain instructions and instruments. To prosper is far beyond you making billions and millions of dollars. So after you appear on Forbes list, what next? And that's why many people do not truly understand what exactly, why am I here to prosper? What am I reproducing for? Why am I filling the earth? In what way am I meant to establish this covenant before God? In what way am I meant to have this vision cast before God? So oftentimes when Jesus comes to tell us verily, verily, it's not just because he wants to have repetition of words, but there are instructions. There are instructions. Verily, verily, I'm telling you assuredly, I'm reminding you about what is and what is to come. So you want to tell me the difference between a man and a woman? I'll tell you clearly. First off, we have this instruction to prosper. I'm not contending with a woman's wealth at any point in time. But because most what we think we're even contending with is just figures. Mm-hmm. That's just a, a, a fraction of what we think about what kingdom wealth is. And the moment we don't understand what kingdom wealth is, we can't translate this particular legacy. What exactly do we call le- legacy? Legacy, the, the unit of legacy is words. The unit of legacy is words. Whatever legacy you want to look through, from, from scriptures even to, to the Jews, to the Greeks, whatever they want to communicate to their children is in words. The, there's a particular portion in Numbers where um, some daughters went to meet um, Moses and said that, oh, you know, our inheritance give to give to us. And Jesus uh, and Moses went to meet God and God said, oh, they have a valid point. The only reason why they would come before is not that they came with, with spears. No, no, no. They came with words to negotiate. Now, most times, w- what we have done as men is that we have given that power of negotiation to women. Mm. Mm. We have given that power of negotiation to women. We will see that and we will look through at scriptures. Then you almost felt that men now gave women the, the opportunity or give them, transfer their responsibility to them to negotiate on my behalf. If you look through to negotiate, so in, let's let's look through carefully. Even to the present day, uh, when it comes to um, terrorism, when it comes to you, and it now feels that oh, we, women are, are better at emotional intelligence. Mm-mm, that was not the instruction in the first place. It was Abraham that was negotiating with God about uh, uh, you want to destroy a city. What if there were fifty people there? Who was the first negotiator? Let's talk about negotiation. So if you're meant to bring down all these things from, from say, you want to talk about emotional intelligence, everything, first off, was instruction that God gave. Prosper, reproduce, replenish, dead, multiply, everything one way or the other that we want to bring to present day limelight. We are all instructions given to us. So we shifted away from that because we felt like, let the woman do it now. Like, they, they can be good. Let's encourage them. Of course, we encourage them quite right. But because the unit of legacy, which were words, were not properly communicated to them, there was there was a misunderstanding and we veered off totally. You know, um, well, of course, when we asked the question from day one, we, um, from the first question about women or women, I like like the Bishop Fifun talked about the fact that we are made in the image of God. Yes, both men and women, but we have our functions. We do have our functions. The moment we veer off these primary instructions, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth. You are meant to establish that covenant. And in establishing that covenant with God, God himself will allow you to keep that part of your covenant. But at the same time, who, who builds the altar? And the moment there's no altar, see, everything that happens in life, everything we are seeing now, is not just thriving on physical matters. There is a spiritual undertone to everything. And the moment a man misplaces his role by allowing the woman to, women to build up the altar, something is entirely wrong. Because the women originally never received the blueprint of building altars. 
Oh my god. The women never originally received the blueprint of building altars. Even myself, they blown. The, the women never. So we, we are making them suffer. Mm. We are making them suffer. They are not doing the right thing. I will keep pointing fingers at them. And it feels that they will think that we are always attacking them. We are making them suffer because truthfully, we, we, are, not, we are not showing them the part that is not just about you seeing the blueprints or building an altar. It is my primary responsibility to have that covenant with God. Mm-hmm. It's, that, it's, my, it's my responsibility to lead you into God. So even with spiritual matters, as a matter of fact, even for the dark side, there are certain things that men are only allowed to do. Why did they not drag the issue of feminism into the spiritual world, into the dark world? They can't. They can't. They can't. That's the point. They can't. They can't. Now, so when we, when women have the opportunity to listen to this, it's not that we are saying that you you do not have your strength. You have your role. Like, of course, this podcast is not for us to now. Of course, there will be another podcast for us to tell you that. Oh, this is exactly what you're meant to do. If you would want me to, I would discuss about women who had certain strengths in the Bible, the Deborahs, the, Deborah, the Ab- Abigails, the Ruth, the Esthers. Yes, quite right. Uh-huh. But many of them were, were forced into certain things. Mm-hmm. Many of them had to think on their feet. Many of them had to apply the creative request. Mm-hmm. Many of them had to, but primarily for men, and I would look to men that sincerely, what do you truly understand by being, by by prospering? What do you truly understand by reproducing? What do you truly understand by filling the earth? What do you truly understand by God gives us a covenant? And the fact that certain fathers have missed out on that particular line doesn't entirely mean that we cannot go to the blueprint that was set for us. Mm-hmm. If you felt that it was only to Adam and Eve, they say reproduce, fill the earth, and because they lost track of it, no, no, no. Even for Noah, Even God for Noah, he, yeah, he, he we reinstated it. Reinstated it. Now, which I talk from the start with this. And so. there are signs to it. Mm-hmm. And there are signs to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, really. It's a pity that this podcast will not be able to go deep into it. It's a sign to it. Because I feel the problem with um, some people reading the scripture is when they read the scripture, most people read the scripture like a novel. Most people read the scripture like um, the way they would read the Daily Mail. Some people don't understand that the scripture was given to us as an inspiration from God. Now, when in the scripture you were told that this book is an inspiration from God, it's not telling you that this book is something that you can frictionalize. It's not saying this book is a uh, John C. Maxwell book <laughs> that is from experience. Mm-hmm. You know, some people mistake the scripture to be experience of some people. Yeah. Yes, it was events. But, but it is not an, an inspiration experience. Behind there's an, the there's an inspiration when the donkey talked, did, did you think that uh, experience could curtail, uh, like, okay, do you think experience can narrate that kind of event? Yep. So I, I feel the problem with people is, I, I, I know another, <laughs> it's so funny because I think over the last three years, I've stopped having this feminism debate because these people are so smart that when they start these arguments, they bring up points that at some point you begin to doubt yourself. You begin to doubt your sanity if you are not saying enough. Yeah. They bring some points that has been twisted. It is the normal trend of the 21st century. Everything is now trending. Everything is just like the funny thing is stupid things. Boy, exactly. Find the funny thing is now that stupid things now make the most sense. I'll go back to my non-animal fish. <laughs> <laughs> like it yeah. does not I, make sense. I was going to show you that stuff. Yes. Now. You know, <laughs> the, the the company, a startup, 
they, they, I think they raised something billion billions of dollars. And and the the, the, CEO, the CEO, of CEO of Disney, Disney is now going to be down, the, the CEO. He stepped down from being the CEO of Disney to, to come and be the CEO of a non-animal. They want to be producing non-animal, so, non-animal dairy products, non-animal fish. So non-animal. now they'll be producing non-animal dairy fish. Now, non-animal. Like non- human beings have lost their sanity animal. to say. Where are they going to get the materials to produce something that looks like a fish, but is not a fish? <laughs> so, in five years from now, if cancer becomes coronavirus, because coronavirus is not like common cold, very soon coronavirus will now move. It will now be another disease that would not be like a norm. They would have forgotten the process that got us to where we to are, where, we are. Yeah. where you cannot remember what a real fish looks like, where we can't differentiate what a normal egg looks like. Now, the problem is. Do you know that we're already halfway to that point? Yes. Sorry to cut you. We're yes. already halfway to that yes, point. What they call GMO, genetically modified. I don't know what it stands for. Probably organism, organism or whatever. Something. You know, if if you observe, there's a remarkable difference between some of the fruits we eat now. Yes. And what it was a while ago. There's a difference. There's a difference in the in the in the richness in the quality of the nutrients. You can taste. You can feel it. Sometimes you taste some fruits and it's like this. I know how this is like plastic. So the, it, the the world is is gradually going mad, and the madness, the madness is becoming the norm. So, in order for us not to digress, yeah, I would love us to just go to the next question, and which I hope will be very brief with this because <laughs> because I even have to have a point. Because point, you cover This already an hour because. Um, because one, we spent a lot of time. That is one. I was hoping that we could just crash record it, then cut it into pieces. Yeah. But due to the time, we'll still, we'll some still people do more later. We'll okay. Start, like I, I, I look forward to this. Like, yeah. Yeah. so I, I, I hope the next question will be very brief, and that is where we would <laughs> end uh, this particular part of the podcast. Because we need to address these things. Wow. We do. We need to address these things because. Very soon, the normal will become the abnormal, and we need more people to be on the normal side. Because everybody, everybody seems to want to acclimatize with this nonsense. If you ask so many people, why are you a feminist? They don't even understand why they are feminists to start with. Even guys that associate themselves with feminism, like I am not in against giving women equal opportunity. Trust me. I am more comfortable if my wife works. Like, it makes my life easier if she does her own work. Yeah. Or she's running her own successful business. Yeah. I, I will I'll take this to context now. A lot of our instructors, most, not even a lot, 90% of our instructors are women. Are women. And these are successful women who are successful. 90%. I think 90%. <laughs> I've, I've only, I've only encountered three men. Yeah. Now, a lot of these women are successful in their careers. A lot of them are successful business women. Yep. And at the same time, this is this is what many women are failing to realize. A lot of these women are successful with their yeah. families. Mm. Yeah. I and I know this. I know a lot of people would report this and say, I know this because I've interacted with these women. They've said these things themselves. There's a grandma. Who, when you see her, you think she's you just in her early thirties. But she's a grandma. She's a grand. She's a like. Mother. She's a grandma with a successful family. She flaunts her family on Facebook. I follow her on Facebook. 
she she's my friend on Facebook. She posts like every other day. So this is a woman that talks about her exploits in Spain with her husband, a business. And she has several successful. And she businesses. has several successful businesses. Like women fail to understand that it is even easier to have a successful career when you have a successful family. Family. Because I am very sorry to say this, I might be tagged the misogynist or the like, but I don't give it that fuck. So, <laughs> so it is easier for me to trust a woman that is settled in her marriage, mm-hmm. a woman that is managing her own properly. Because I can't trust a woman to manage twelve men when she cannot manage one man. <laughs> no, th- oh, no. God. I, I didn't say this to rhyme. I didn't say this to. I didn't say this. It's not motivational speaking. I, it's not. It's not motivational speaking. It's not. It's not aspire. It's not aspire to aspire. Error. Error. You know what I mean? They say I should calm down, but it's easier for me to trust a woman that can manage a man to manage twelve men. It is easier because now. You stayed with a man, you understand a man. Mm-hmm. You know the excesses of a man. Because we all have our excesses. Mm-hmm. You know the strength of a man. You know the weaknesses of a man. And like it or not, it is it is easier for a woman that knows a man to, to manipulate a man yeah. than for a woman that does not understand a man to manipulate a man. Yeah. Argue with your great ancestors. That is not <laughs> my business. But it is easier because she handles her husband. If my mom talks about my dad, I almost think she's talking to it. She's talking about a boy at times because she knows his genetic makeup. She can she can trigger his brain anytime. If she wants to anger him intentionally, which is a, which is another thing that women use. Now, when I say manipulation, manipulation is not always a bad thing. Trust me. Yeah. You can manipulate your employees to work better, to do things better. It is also a manipulation. But is it bad? No. No, it's a positive manipulation. Because we all have red buttons. You just know that red button and know how to press it. So, she can intentionally anger my dad. She can intentionally make him happy. She can intentionally frustrate him. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to have a way. Now, this comes in a place of study. She has studied this man. She understands this man. She might not understand different men, yeah. but our understanding of this particular man, there's a common factor yeah. would inf- influence the way she can deal with other men. Definitely. So, this is just, this is not a talk down on women, no. This is not a, a, a destabilizing the feminist movement, no. The real meaning of feminist or feminism has been misquoted. The, 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 the main reason of feminism has been misquoted and it has changed the whole landscape. Equal opportunities. Yes, equal opportunities. Women deserve equal opportunities. But are you a feminist because you are fighting for equal opportunity, opportunity or you are a feminist because your father did not treat your mother right and you want to retaliate? Or oh, they, are, they, are, they, are femi- they are feminists they are feminists when they when they want to be, and yeah. they are women, when they traditional wo- women, women, when they want so, certain privileges. <laughs> yeah, so you cannot enjoy the privileges of a traditional woman as a non-traditional, as a non-traditional woman. woman. No, no. So it's not like you are a feminist when it suits you, but when it does not suit you, you shit go post. So, <laughs> so, 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 oh um, boy. Oh. I, I, I just, I, I, I kind of let all that out because wow. I'm trying to round up the podcast now. Wow. And I would like to ask the last question. I, I'm very sure we will not dwell on this last question for very long. And I would like to start with uh, Bishop Jide. 
Do you ever get tired of thinking about the additional responsibility that comes with being a man? I know, I, I know a lot of people will be, will be like, uh, there's a societal responsibility on being a man and all that. For me, I'll be brief. The answer is, do I ever get tired? Now, the fact remains that with responsibilities comes some privileges. But at the same time, women have some privileges. There are some places of work that if myself and a woman applies, let us be sincere with ourselves. I would rather employ the woman. Yeah. But ladies fail to... Not ladies. Sorry. I'm very sorry to the good ladies out there. <laughs> Feminists fail to recognize this. <laughs> so, they recognize, but sometimes they fail to admit. Okay, they fail to admit. I, I guess that's They the do recognize. Mm-hmm. That's, that's they the fail to admit. They do. So, Bishop, what, have, you, have you ever been tired and... I know the answer cannot be yes anyway. <laughs> I've known I've known you for a long ass time for you to say no. So for you to say yes to that question. Have you ever been tired of being a man? There's something that comes with a man. And if there were points in which you were almost, how did you deal with it? There is nothing more there is nothing more difficult for a man who has his skill sets and who has his weapons than going with an unprepared army. There is nothing worse than it. Are we tired of taking responsibilities? We would say no. The question now is the stress that comes with knowing that these men do not even understand the purpose for the responsibilities in the first place. Mm-hmm. I, I get to say that irrespective of the course you studied in university or college, the one way or the other, the application is to the fact that you're meant to provide a solution to people around you. So there's so much stress that comes with what will people think about this? There's so much stress that comes with people stating that you must seek certain approval to it. Because in the long run, the responsibilities one way or the other have to do with you either prospering or reproducing or filling the earth. But in, co- in quotes, people would think that the responsibilities is just about you providing. Mm-hmm. But people do not understand, okay, so who are you providing for? What are you providing for them as a matter of fact? What are you exchanging? What is the grand scheme of value that you place to your time, to your energy, to your matter, to your your performance thinking? People just think it's about brainstorming. No. Do I get tired of it? Now, technically speaking, with the stress that comes with it, sometimes it might be be like, oh, I'm just tired of this. Mm Because what is the whole essence of going to face a particular army when you bring people together and ask them, why are you a man? Or why are you doing what you're doing? And they cannot answer. There's nothing more frustrating than it. You know, a while ago while we were praying, we read that portion of scripture where it felt that it was only Saul and Jonathan that had swords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Others just had yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it, it was It was really annoying. Like, really because, because, because though, though in, that, in that particular scripture, it, it felt like it was their enemy that that like bought oh, out the yeah, blacksmiths and yeah. everything. But the fact remained that if they had prepared well for this battle, they would have had their weapons mm-hmm. and not even needed a blacksmith. Because for the good warriors I know, they have their yeah, own personal weapons, weapons yes. that sometimes is passed from one generation to another. So, so it's like a mantle. You're yeah. passing this mantle that... Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. Like, thank you. So... What we do not realize now is that it is more stress for us who know our responsibilities already. And that's the reason why we're having this podcast, because we want to tell these men that you need to step up to the fact that, first off, let's know exactly what the blueprints are. Now, those men possibly would know how to use the farm tools, but it's more stress. 
when you can actually apply that same energy to knowing how to wield the swords and the shields. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine say you they use machete fight instead of sword. Instead of sword. Or ex balance is off. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you see. Or trying to use hoe. <laughs> That's even the one. Like I was thinking of it and I didn't even know how to articulate that one. Because it's a lot of stress. When people think about these questions, do you ever do you ever get tired of the responsibilities that come your way? People think about it in terms of you know waking up and doing nine to five, work. going to work. But no, 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 not at all. Those are activities. Yeah. yeah. Those are activities as well. So when I think about response, I think about the fact that okay, do I truly understand how to prosper in the peace that is given to me? Do I truly understand what it means to intercede in the gap on behalf of people? If truly people are able to come to the blueprints of knowing that, okay, so what exactly am I meant to prosper? What exactly am I meant to reproduce? Because if I'm not able to reproduce this blueprint before the men around me, it will be more challenging to reproduce to a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. One way or the other, adult education is quite tough, but it's not as tough as you explaining why is water wet to a particular child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not as hard as explaining, like, okay, so you want us to read the Bible, okay, why did Jesus get angry at, the partic- at this particular temple and it was not accounted that he, was, he, he made a sin or he committed a sin? Mm-hmm. Those seemingly simple things that we can wait for adult education. Don't ask me that question. If you ask me, I will send you out to my class. You are pressing your phone. Get, get on my No. <laughs> you know? So I, I would say that personally, I, I don't say I, I get tired of the responsibilities. But there's so much stress that comes around when we realize that certain people are still living in denial of the ignorance that they, they thrive in. Many people are living in that particular denial. So the moment we're able to face our, fix our attention to men, that please, men, come to these blueprints. Gradually, without without need these women would w- truly want to still come to say that why are you doing the things and the moment we point the attention to the fact that i'm doing what was originally designed designed for me and we're able to come through that full knowledge and realization it should be a lot easier for us to know exactly what was truly designed for the women and take them in that light mm-hmm. if you don't do that we'll keep beating about around the bush wonderful wonderful yeah, that's, wonderful that's, that's solid. so solid so solid. solid so bishop Fifon, um sure. Same question, same question to you. Same question. Just could you kind could you kindly repeat the question? Um, the question is: Do you ever get tired thinking about the additional responsibility, the additional, um, the additional requirements of being a man? Okay. The additional. I think one of the things about one of the things about being a man that that I guess gets to me is probably the 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 whole idea of. The fact that lives are dependent on me, whether I like it or not, whether I know it or not, whether I accept it or not, it's it's one of the it's part of what I've heard referred to, and I've also come to refer to as the burden of masculinity. That one thing, one thing that needs to be understood. Funny enough, now that we've we've, we've come to this point, I remembered something I was going to say about masculinity, which is, I think a key tenet of masculinity is authenticity. Hmm. Every man may not be the same, but every man has to come to a point of being himself, being himself, acceptance mm-hmm. of himself, mm-hmm. not acceptance of mediocrity. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's not, I'm not accepting myself, like just be yourself, just be your mediocre self, <laughs> but be your best self, be the best representation of yourself while not pretending and also trying to get better over time. Like, have your your understanding of the world and operate from that understanding. Operate from your mental point of origin. Do I want to do this? 
then you do it. Not this expectation is being foisted on me and I've not accepted it, but I'm just doing it. You know, so that authenticity is key. That 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 aside. So the idea that lives are dependent on me, whether I know it or not, whether I like it or not, generations are dependent on me. There are decisions I'm going to make now that are going to shape generations to come. Mm -hmm. Whether I know it or not, and whether I like it or not, and whether I accept it or not, and whether the people I'm leading know it it or like it or (laughs) accept it or not. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting thing is this. When when you talk about leadership, leadership is about responsibility. Key. Such that the people you are leading or the person you are leading, when they when they when something goes wrong with them, they will look at you. They will say you they are what you are our leader. They will point fingers at they you. They will point fingers at you. Even if they didn't accept you as the leader. Even then, if they didn't accept you as the leader. Initially. Even if they didn't mm-hmm. like some of your moves and strategies. Yes. Even if they didn't obey some of your instructions. They would the blame and the onus will still come. It still from. comes to you. Yeah. And for for me, I, I think that's one of the strong things about being a man that gets to me. Like, okay, so I'm I'm, I'm with a woman and I say we're going to do X Y Z. And then she goes, why are we going to do that? Why should we do that? I mean, man, I don't like being challenged. Sometimes I understand that she might need explanations. Sometimes I just feel like we're doing it like this or else. (laughs) You know? And let's assume, okay, let's do this. And she's like, no, we're not doing it. Or even worse, yes, we are doing it. But deep down, we are not actually doing it. And, and like I've said before, <laughs> yeah. the woman is actually the one that determines, you know, how things go. Yeah. It, 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 to it last to a large extent, um, especially when it comes to if you you can't force. That's the what's this thing we usually talk about between men and women? Submission. Look <laughs> at submission, submission. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. women say, why are they always happy on submission? Why are they always happy on submission? And I think it's because. Or I know rather, it's because you can't force someone to submit. If you are forcing someone to submit, that's subjugation. Mm-hmm. So the truth is that submission is a responsibility that is a, is an attitude of willingness, mm. of openness, of cooperation. Sure, you understand. You can, you can coerce somebody to submit, but it's, it's at that point it's no submission. longer submission. It's subjection. It's, it's subjugation. subjugation. Funny enough, whenever. Usually, when I've heard submission talked about recently in church circles, because it came, it's a concept that came from the Bible, but you discover that a lot of secular people also understand that this is how the dynamic works between men and women. Um, usually, pastors tend to be apologetic about the idea of submission. They tend to be like, um, submission. The first thing they start from submission is not. You know, <laughs> we are not saying you should be a doormat. We are not saying. Mm, we don't need that. Yes. The truth is this. I, I, I guess I guess all those kind of explanation even makes matters worse. Makes matters worse. It makes it worse. So the, the truth is this. If we can understand that the reason why a woman should or would submit is because the truth is this. If she doesn't go along with what the man wants, things can't even work out in the first place. And the man cannot force you to submit. Sure, sure. He can subjugate you. Yes. He can subject you. Mm-hmm. But there's something about the, the human will and mind and spirit. If you don't want something and you seem to assent to consent to it, 
in reality that thing is not happening because your 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 mind your spirit will will, go, will kick against it will, will bring like a blockade like against that thing so that that said th- that, that's one of the things that you know gets to me like when you have good intentions as a leader when you say okay let's do xyz um and then the people you're leading who their their lives are dependent on yours their destinies are connected to yours what if they don't want to follow along what what do you do you know um also the fact that the leadership in itself is 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 not it's not a kettle of fish it places a huge demand of responsibility so it doesn't get me tired it, it gets me kind of inspired to keep getting better to keep doing more of course the demands and the rigors um, on a day to day basis i have moments where i'm like yo won't it just be easier to just be a woman <laughs> I, I, that's, uh, that's 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 something that the Wouldn't women fail to realize that we actually have these moments ourselves like only where easier to just have no care in the where world. as a guy i just wish i can be a woman at least with half the strength i have now have the brains oh sorry I'll, that would not be good to say <laughs> because <laughs> like I, I just want to be a woman like I just want to be taking care I just want to relax like I just want to relax like I'm be taking care of I just want to meet a man that wants that will just want to take care just, just of me just spoil me like I just oh god so I, I guess that was what gave me to that particular question like I just want to be taken care of. So a, a lot of times, I guess the problem is men don't know these responsibilities. Like GD Riley pointed out, men don't understand their responsibilities, and it is dif- it is very difficult to live a life you don't know. It is very difficult to fill the shoes you don't even recognize. Yeah. So I guess that is one of the major problems guys have, and it's it's very very heartbreaking. I, I'm, I'm going to point out something. Do you know that most young men don't feel comfortable referring to themselves as men? Yes, yes, it's I, I guess we've, we've we've talked about this privately before and it's 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 something that baffles me. And I, I guess it's 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 something that not every man will learn. <laughs> wow, true. It's something that not every man will learn. Some of us are privileged to learn it on time. Mm-hmm. Because I think I started referring to myself as a man, not sarcastically, not in a mockery manner. Because sometimes when some people say, "Mommy, don't you know I'm a man?" Yeah, they are trying. They are like it's like self mockery. But like the fact that you are a man, you are a man. Funny enough, when I when I when I made a conscious decision to start referring to myself as a man, many of the I would say guys around me were like they felt strange about it, like. You know, and ladies as well. Like, but it 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 for me, it, you know, foster that sense of responsibility, mm-hmm. a consciousness. When you call yourself a guy, mm-hmm. it's like guy, like, guy. I, it doesn't like I'm not comfortable to anybody. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> like like it doesn't inspire it doesn't any sense inspire of responsibility. Like, like I'm a guy where, a guy, where you know, I can have like guy man just. Yeah. Just yeah. change out. You understand? Yeah. Uh, when, when, I, when I call myself a man, mm-hmm. it kind of calls me to a higher action. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, you can't just be living anyhow. Sure. You know, you have to, you know, do some basic things. You have find to a purpose. Find a purpose. You have to make some things work. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to 
get your paper up. If you if you if you need your paper to be up, you need to get your paper up. You need to get your paper up. If that's what you you know, you need to identify your loopholes mm-hmm. and see what you can do to fill them. I guess um, that journey too took me to a self discovery point where I started doing things consciously. I started referring to myself as a man because I started doing things consciously. I was conscious of my actions. I was also conscious of, of my inactions too. I was able to call myself to order. Mm-hmm. I was able to do things the right way. And I was able to get results. Because I must say this. I think I said this in episode one. You get more results when you're firing at the same spot. When you're firing at just one spot. Yeah. Other than just firing sporadically. And so... I began firing my shots at a specific point. Now I might not eat it immediately. Yep. But at least I have I have I have carved a little circle and I've started shooting this particular circle. I've yep. niched like now. I'm acting like a man. I'm no longer a boy who can just go to the Nintendo store and just sit and buy ice cream. I just sit down, I just look, I just laugh. You will still buy PS5. No, we still buy PS5, but forget. No, no, no. I was just trying to make a conscious point. Like, like, like just playing around. Yes, like just playing around. Now, now I, I, I understood that the fact that I could no longer play around. I saw I saw a tweet or a WhatsApp status that you put out that men in their 30s, they just want to sleep and make money. You know, at that point in your life, that point, you're like, um, uh, you're like, I cannot be wasting my I time. I cannot be wasting my time because you've done the average, and you're like, um, uh, I have less than fifty more years to spend on this earth. So, what can I do in my life? What, what can I attain? Where am I going to? I'm, I'm the youngest, like they would say, I'm the youngest I'll ever be right now. Like I'm the youngest I'm I'll also ever be. the oldest I'll ever so, be right now. So, so it, the, the problem is, it takes it takes most men to get to thirty before they can. Really come to the consciousness. That is, if they actually come to the, consciousness, come to at the all. consciousness at all, so if they come to the consciousness. Even, a, a lot of people are fortunate to have money, even before thirty, but they don't they get don't to, that to that consciousness. They don't understand the fact that it's one. It's one of the things we were talking about earlier with the with the little boy that we saw, and mm-hmm. you know, we were playing with him. And for me, the question was, where is the father? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you you mentioned he's probably working and all, but. I, I, I remember making a statement and you concurred that look if it's one hour I have to spend with my child when I get back from work I will maximize that hour to impute masculinity into him like yo climb something <laughs> jump on something yeah carry something you know, I guess, break something I guess I, I guess we just need to hold it right here and I'll just conclude this because I wouldn't want us to start dropping snippets for the next because the next episode yeah, we'll talk more about parenting side for guys we talk about being a better man we talk about because eventually eventually let us be sincere I know the trendy new way of life the trendy tech world will tell you that that is not it the first thing for you to come and do is to nurture a child on this world that is your first calling as a father your first calling is as a father because as a son when you are still a son, you are really not responsible to anyone yet. Mm. But the moment you become a father, you are responsible to your kids. I know the the inox and the. But parenting, like I said in the beginning of this podcast, the foundation of the society is the family. 
And we really need to start getting it right. Men need to start getting it right. Yeah. We can keep faulting people. We can keep faulting our fathers, but very soon you'll become a father. And then they'll start faulting you. And they'll start faulting you. So, so before we get there, <laughs> before we get there, exactly. So we, we we need to come to this consciousness of who we are, discover ourselves as men, do what we're supposed to do as men, and reach our potential as men. Until then, uh, we can just keep wearing our panties and calling ourselves boys. But you can't stay a boy forever. Yeah. You can't stay a boy forever. So, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to the first episode of this series. This is the third episode of the podcast. If you've not listened to the first episode, the first first two episodes are not as aggressive as this, but I'm very sure you would enjoy it. And subsequently, we'll be bringing the next episodes of this Becoming a Better Man series. Why one get better with time and milk get sour? This this topic was inspired by a friend, and in subsequent episode, I think I'll be reading a snippet from from some of his thoughts, and we'll discuss about it. We'll dissect it. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share with men who you want to discover themselves, and share with women who you want to understand themselves and understand you better. Because after all, the society will be a terrible place without great men and women who understand themselves. Thank you. God bless you and good night. Good night. Destroy the like button. Destroy the subscribe button. Really smash for you.